0: This is a production of 1217 Media. Hey, you guys, welcome back to my channel. Thank you so much for coming back to Christian's Corner. It's going to be another great topic, one that I think is going to be very insightful, thought-provoking, and I hope that it will allow some of you guys to have conversations. If you do have relationships with people from other ethnicities and races, that you will do the work and you will take the time to get to know them a little bit better and allow your relationship to have layers. Oh my goodness. Even on the hard topics that you don't always so comfortable addressing. Hopefully this story will encourage you to do a self-assessment and to say, did I do that? And if you did, Steve Urkel, correct it. Okay. <laughs> so let's jump right into it. So this story and experience is one that comes like, um, With the disclaimer, right? So I am by no way shape, form, or fashion affiliated with the Black Lives Matter organization. Um, but I am very much in tune with the message and the mission of it all, the point of it all, right? Black Lives Matter. We have to have this conversation and we even have to have the, the organization because, um, it seems as if though right now in culture, society, and what's going on with law enforcement, And black people being at dying at the hand of law enforcement in in great number for really, you know, crazy reasons, um, reasons that are not justifiable. Um, It's really cost a lot of people to have to do introspective, you know, glances to see why do we feel this way? Why do we think this is okay? And it's some conversations and topics that really make some people uncomfortable because they're not equipped emotionally. They don't have the emotional compa- capacity, nor do they have the understanding historically of why Black people feel so passionately about what's happening and we're tired of it, okay? And so that's what literally led to the demise and the end of one of my relationships with um, one of my white friends, And so I'm sharing this story because I'm healed. I'm not angered by it at all, but I really hope that it can help someone else. And I hope that it can help someone else's relationship. I hope it can help somebody else's friendship. I hope that it can help somebody else right now who may not know what to say or how to engage or how to approach these things. And they may want to. Let me help you because I wish somebody else would have helped her and we could still be friends today. But since nobody did, I will do what I should do to help you. Okay. So uh, this is a friend and this is a relationship. Oh, get notification shout. This is a friend. And this is a relationship that I literally, uh, I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed it because it was one of my first relationships that like took me through seasons of life. Right. I went from having a great career and enjoying what we were doing at the time, um, to having a beautiful home and then starting a family. And so it was one of those relationships that went through my maturation as an adult, as a person. Um, And I loved that. I loved every aspect of that because I really thought that I was at a place where I would have my core group of people like, oh, these are my folks right here. Like that would come to parties that we would plan stuff with that we would take family vacations with. I thought that I found Um, my tribe like that. Like we have them all over the US. Like Courtney has his set of people. That's my people now. And I have my set of people that I thought was going to be his people, but they weren't. Um, But anyway, so this was this couple, this, these were these people. Okay. We went for each other. We had some life on life experiences that we should have been friends forever, but That's not how God had it. And so I'm okay with that. No problem, no harm, no foul, no hard feelings at all. Wish them the best and still love them very much with the love of Christ, okay? Um, But this situation did end end in us no longer being friends. And this is the absolute reason why. Like nothing else happened. This is the reason. Um, So it would be... After we left Mississippi and moved to Texas, that another shooting or killing of a black man happened. And it had me very, very, very disgusted. I was very upset. I was very disgusted. Um, I didn't understand it. And I didn't know really how to express it because, you know, you want to talk, you want to express yourself, you want to get it out there. You want to let people know you, I, I'm sick of this. Well, Social media, just like for all of us, social media was a platform to do that. And so I still had like followers from when I was in radio and people that I engaged with on social media. And so I were like, I'm just gonna use my voice, use my platform and talk about it. And so I did, I did a few videos on social media that expressed my disdain and my disgust for what was happening to black men at the hands of law enforcement non-Black law enforcement, okay? Let me be clear here. And so instead of that being a conversation where people who I trusted that didn't look like me would possibly, you know, want to, um, engage in conversation and dialogue about how that made me feel, how that made Courtney feel. How did I feel as a mom of a black son? How did I feel as a wife of a black husband? How did I feel as the daughter of a black man or the sister of a black brother or the cousin of a black cousin? Like you're talking about being in relationship with someone who's being affected by your people group right? And you don't want to talk to those people who you love and who your relationship about how they're being affected by people who look like you. You definitely have to be willing to do the work. You definitely have to be willing to do the work and have the conversation and not get offended, but operate and engage in love. If you have the emotional capacity, you should be able to address anything from the standpoint of being willing to learn something you thought you already was an expert on. It's not black and white. It's not as simple as don't do it and this won't happen. Comply and you won't get this result. That's not how easy it is. It's ingrained in so many other things that doesn't allow us just to write that off as what the response should have been to the action that they were under the anxiety or the pressure that they were under at that time or what it feels like for me to fear and have anxiety for my husband who still has to drive where law enforcement drives, you know, a son that will one day have to go off and be on his own in an environment that may not always be accepting of what he looks like. That's when you have conversations, right? Because if you think about it in all honesty, and I'm going to get to my story, I promise. If you think about it in all honesty, we're all raising the future. I could be raising a future law enforcement officer. I could be raising a future lawyer. I could be raising a future attorney. I could be raising a future doctor, a future business owner, a future sports player, you know, whatever. We're all raising the future. Or my friends who are white could be raising future officers, lawyers, doctors, judges, world travelers, entrepreneurs, we're all raising the future. And if we don't do our part now as individuals with each other as adults, if me and this young woman that I'm speaking of would have had a good, wholesome conversation instead of her trying to escape this topic and marking me as aggressive and angry about talking about it, if we would have had a good a wholesome, pure, authentic dialogue where she heard my heart and I could hear hers. We could then go back to our respective homes and corners as parents, as wives, as sisters, um, as friends and leaders to our own group. And we could have dispersed these conversations, right? If I talk to you and you tell me how you feel and what you think, is right or wrong, and I can then tell you and give you in insight and shed light from my perspective as a black woman, you can then go sit around your table with resources, right? You're now emboldened and empowered from the actual source to go and say, This is how you know I've I've been talking to my friends. Because since people like to shout out so often, I have black friends and I had a black person in my house. Okay, well, since you know who came to your be willing to talk about what you and that person talked about to the rest of your family that we don't have access to. I don't have access to all of your friends, but you do. So if you're able to be in relationship with people that don't look like you, be willing to have those conversations so you can then go back to your community. Do the work, right? Do the work and share, share the information and the feelings and the truth that is affecting our community. That's how we build a better tomorrow, y'all. That's how we raise up children who are respectful and who truly care about all people and not just some people. That's how we do the work as adults and we don't continue to live on the other side of the tracks from each other, but we live right in the same space together and we actually have compassion on each other's struggles. That's how we do that. That's how equality is built. That's how a better society and a stronger foundation for a happier generation is created. But we have to be willing to actually be intentional about that. So enough on that soapbox. box. Um, this friend of mine would then go on to watch my videos on Facebook and then feel as if though I was aggressive and I was angry. And that was something she'd never seen from me before. So instead of reaching out to me and telling me that, she started pulling back. She stopped texting me back. I would text her. We stayed in communication very often, FaceTiming, talking, um, talking about how we were going to meet up next time we were in town or next time they came to town. We were close. We were cool. And we were trying to be very intentional about staying like that after we moved here. Um, but when this happened, I would text, check in, talk, try to talk. She wouldn't respond or she'd be very short in her reply. Or it would take her days or even a week to respond to me. And when she would, it would be short answers. Nothing like before. And I knew what the norm was because I had been in a relationship with her for a long time. Um, And it was at that point that I could discern that something was wrong. I knew that something was wrong because the dynamics and the engagement of our relationship shifted. And you only know that stuff about a person when you're truly connected. And I don't mean just like in word, but in heart. Like when you truly have a heart for a person, you can tell when something's not right, when something's not the way that it used to be. If y'all are just fly by night friends, meet up when you can, you're not going to notice anything different. You're just going to be like, oh, I ain't heard from her in a while. And you're not going to put anything together. You're not going to put anything with that. But I could tell. And so me being mature and having the emotional capacity, I reached out. And I, I addressed it. Um, I sent her a text message, and I say, "Hey, I noticed, you know, you haven't been messaging me back. Um, and when you do, the responses are very short or not at all. And so I just want to make sure everything is okay. Like, are we okay?" She would respond back and confirm what I was feeling—that we were not okay, that she did feel some kind of way, and that it was from my social media videos expressing my disdain towards law enforcement and what they've been doing to black men she didn't like that. And she felt as if though the friend that she thought she knew was not that friend at all, that I was a totally different person. And it was a side of me that she had never seen. And she didn't know how to, um, how to handle it. So she was just going to remove herself from the relationship. Shocked me, blew my mind because that's not the adult thing to do, but some people can't really handle conflict resolution and don't really know how to approach situations that they're uncomfortable with. Not a problem. Let me help you. So I said, let's get on the call whenever you can this week and I would love to talk to you about it. And so we got on the call and so I'm letting her talk and express herself and tell me how she felt. And then when it was my turn to talk, I let her know first and foremost before I address anything on those videos, let me say that I am very saddened by the fact that you were okay with abandoning this relationship, this friendship, because you didn't know or you didn't like my tone in videos about something that directly affects who I am as a person in this country. I'm affected by what's going on on your news. You get to watch it, but I'm actually living it. I actually don't know what to expect day to day. You know what I'm saying? And so while it's okay and comfortable for you to remove yourself from the text thread, I can't remove myself from this skin somebody so that's where the hurt came in for me you were willing to abandon what we had built because you didn't really want to go deeper into what we were building where the layers could have been added to our relationship you flew out cold turkey you ain't want this and that's not a problem no hard feelings but at least give me a chance to explain myself for why I took that approach So I told her why I made the videos and um, how I felt about everything going on and how she would never really have to have the fears that I would possibly have to have. And I don't fear for my husband and son's life because I believe they are covered by the blood and I know how we operate and how we move and that's all I'm going to say about that. And so I, you know, at the time I did have anxiety and I was very upset about it because I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of hearing it. And then to have friends who can say something, but don't say anything and they don't do nothing and they're not even active, interested or involved or even affected by the news. It seemed really callous to me. It seemed really callous and cold and I didn't like it. And so, um, I, you know, we're having this conversation in this dialogue and, I start realizing that at this point in time, you know, where we are, she's not going to change her mind. She's already where she is in this, this storyline. Like we're, we're here. Okay. We're here. And so I, um, I told her, you know, I don't know what this looks like for us. I don't know what the next steps are, but I can guarantee you that I was authentic in every interaction that I had with you. Nothing about who I am or what I did was inauthentic nothing. It was all real. It was real. I was giving you the real Christian. You just got to see a different emotion from me because different events happened that evoked those emotions. But that wasn't a time for you to jump ship. That was a time for you to dig in and to be there. And you weren't. And so we talked. And then after that, um, I thought everything was okay. You know, she I I don't recall her apologizing. I know I didn't apologize. Um, I don't recall her apologizing, but we did say that we were going to, you know, um, stay in contact and be intentional about just reaching out and seeing, you know, how each other are doing. And so um, I did. I went on as relationship as usual. I started back texting. I started back um, sending gifts. Christmas came up. And I sent her a beautiful diamond necklace. I sent my mom one and I, I actually bought her one. And this is like the love and friendship we had, you guys. So it wasn't abnormal. Like I wasn't doing anything to get back in her good graces or to win her over. This is literally, this was the norm. We did this. We treated each other. We gave each other things. And I mean, good things. And so I um sent her a necklace. She said nothing. And I know that necklace got delivered with a T. Nothing was said. Um... And then when we renewed our vows at ten years, I sent them a invitation to come to the wedding. Courtney told me not to, but I was like, "No, baby, I'm gonna send it because like we're still friends." And so I sent it. They had something else going on at the time; they couldn't make it. Um, and she told me that. But after that, no more communication. That was in 2019. Yeah, 2019. I sent that invitation because I was trying. I was trying it meant nothing. Okay. Um, and so the relationship, you know, fizzled out, it is no longer, but I definitely can say this. Okay. I've learned a lot of lessons and I can only hope that my lessons and my experiences can empower other people, empower other people to, um, be different, see things differently differently and live in a way that allows everyone to feel comfortable and confident in their relationships. I'm not saying that you have to, um, adhere to other people's mindsets and beliefs. All I'm saying is be willing to do the work and to engage in the relationships that you, that you, you know, that you, you explore. Um, that you ignite, if you make friends with people, if you want to, um, you know, be seen as friendly, what what does the Bible say? You must show thyself friendly. You have to do it yourself if you want that in return. And so I'm not, again, you know, uh, these are not bad people. These are just situations where they don't know how to engage with certain things. It's not a problem nothing uh, against me personally. I don't feel like anything was done to me. I just feel like I took offense to how this person responded to the situation. So I don't believe she did anything to me. I just feel like it was a loss of relationship because she simply could not hold the line for something that we all should be willing to do when we engage in relationships with other people. That's it, all right? And let's not forget that good old uh, quote I don't know who said it but in order for evil to prevail good people must do nothing all right so again great story hopefully it provokes some conversation and makes you think about your role in relationships and especially if you have interracial friendships and relationships never think that that person is okay with what's going on around them and don't be okay with them telling you they're okay with it because they're really not and even if they say they are, you should run for the heels because I'm never going to tell you, oh, I don't care about what's going on with Black Lives Matter where Black men die. Hashtag lies. I care. Heavy. Heavy on the don't do it. Okay. Um, but that is going to be it for this video. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Invite other people to like the channel if you're enjoying the content. And I will see you guys in the next one. Bye. The production of 1217 Media.